Hey everybody, it's your boy Jay Bird. I am not joined by Mikey Dunn today. Uh, we are both, you know, traveling in the midst of uh, relocation, all that fun stuff. But we have a pre-recorded episode uh, for you this week. I say that as if we do an episode every week, but uh, we all know that's not true. <clears throat> Here, let me start over. Uh, we got a pre-recorded episode for you this half a year, <laughs> this six months. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, today on our show is none other than Travis Swenny, co-creator of Birch Air Balloon. Uh, you can follow Birch Air Balloon on Instagram at Birch underscore Air Balloon. Catch their show. Saturday, August 19th, that's this weekend, uh, at 9pm, it is called Birch Air Balloon Presents a Constellation Prize, that's this Saturday, August 19th, at 9pm, don't miss it, you're probably in it, so don't be late, <laughs> this, is, this is a reminder for you that you're, the show that you're in is coming up. Uh, and if you're not in this show, go check it out, except it's, it's sold out. So here's what I recommend you do. Uh, it is sold out, but you know, there's always seats left. You know, there's always going to be some room. Uh, we've done shows with standing room. We've done shows where people just sit down on the floor. We've, we've done shows where people listen in from outside. Um, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know why I said that. I don't think anyone's ever listened from outside other than to Snoop or yeah, maybe they were like, what the, why are all these people laughing? Or they're like, why are these people uh, making bird noises? I don't know. That's something that can happen in an improv set. Don't come for me. Uh, anyway. Yes. Enjoy this interview with Travis Swenny, co-creator of Birch Air Balloon and catch Birch Air Balloon presents a Constellation Prize. That's right. Constellation, not Constellation. I think this is intentional. I would assume so, because you know that these boys be writing things intentionally. Because they're writers. That's what they do. Anyway, Birch Air Balloon presents a Constellation Prize, Saturday, August 19th at 9pm at the Providence Improv Guild. Check it. Or, you know, find yourself bored. <laughs> the stakes are high, y'all. Anyway, uh, I've missed you all. I can hear all y'all saying, oh, I missed the sound of your voice. And that means a lot. So, um, yeah. Let me, I guess I'll give you a little life update before we get into this interview. I'm in Arkansas now. And it's pretty friggin' sweet. Um... I don't know. I can't really, it makes no sense to plug things, but I guess on the offhand that there is somebody out there in Fayetteville, Arkansas, listening to this, uh, podcast. Hey, come check out Metro District Comedy Presents Tandem County Improv the second Saturday of every month. Next month, it is on the 9th. That's right. Saturday, September 9th, uh, at 8 p.m. at the Kava Bar. That's right, CBD American Shaman Kava Bar. 
in the metro district of uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas. And you might be asking yourself, what's kava? And I've been asking that too. Apparently, it's like a ceremonial tea that makes your mouth numb. So come and drink a little bit of that if you're around and catch some improv. Uh, also, yeah, there's no dates for the other stuff I'm doing. Anyway, all right, yeah. Cool. All right, come to those shows. Go see some shows. Go hang out at Pig. Um, yeah, miss you all. Love you all. Uh, we will be back with more episodes of the Sitting Ducks podcast in the future. But for now, please enjoy this interview with Travis Swenny of Birch Air Balloon. Cue the music. Cue the segue music. We don't have any? Wait a second. We don't even have a producer for me to talk to? I'm just talking to nobody? Oh my god. And nobody's even telling me that we don't have a producer to talk to. This is all happening in my head. Good Lord. All right. See y'all. Yep. All right. Wow. Well, Travis, thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Travis. Of course. Sweeney. It's it's yeah. sweaty, actually. It, I was just about to say, is it Sweeney or Swenny? But that's yeah. Travis wild. Swenny. Sorry, no offense. I've just assumed, I've, I've thought Sweeney this whole time. But now that I'm reading it, it makes I so see much one sense. E. The, yeah, the one E. You know, yeah. it was always like a uh, a point of anxiety anytime I was like in any new classroom because when you're a kid and it's like. Travis Sweeney, and they're like, Weedy. And I'm like, oh, no. it's Sweeney, yeah. actually. And it's like almost oh, more yeah. dorky to correct it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, what, with what, my uh, name, my name. Go ahead. You go ahead. I don't have anything. Okay, to, I, I will. Relate. Just kidding. I can't. Sure. I, I was, I was going to relate. So what I was going to say was uh, my last name is Dunn, D U N N E. But I've gotten Dune for a long time, um, but I also got dumb, like what? D U D U M B. So Michael Dumb, I got that Mikey a lot. Dumb. That was a good one. Mikey Dumb, Mikey Dumb. Well, whoever was pronouncing it like that seems, you know, kind of dumb. Yeah, they 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 got yeah, what was coming sure. to them for sure. I made sure of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm very excited to be here. Um, oh yeah. One of the things I actually wanted to open with was that um, I think you guys might have been one level ahead of me when I first started at Pig, and I oh, took shit. like a year off. Did you guys start in 2018 at the old Pig? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um. So. I remember, so I started, and so Mikey, I want to throw this to you for a second, um, because mm. I know that you have a video on your Instagram of you doing like a solo um, mm-hmm. uh, one-man mm. show kind of set, and the person who introduces you was in my level one class. Right. right. Um, I forget her name La, right now. La so Lorraine sweet. or something like that. It was Lorraine. Yeah. It was, she's really sweet. And she, yeah, <laughs> she was, she was super sweet, but she was in my level one class. And, um, I actually remember seeing you guys 
like I said, it was at the old pig building and, um, I went there to go see a show with, um, one of my cohorts from my level one, this guy, Shamil Kumar, who now does stand up. He doesn't do uh, improv anymore, but he was kind of like my buddy. One of the few people I kind of like connected with my, in my level one. And, um, but I remember we, we, you know, you're encouraged to go see shows um, at Pig and uh, at the old place, it was no different. And we would, um, so I went there and I remember pulling up and it must've been maybe behind your car, Jaybird, because I remember there's Grateful Dead stickers on the car and I got out (laughs) and I'm thinking, I'm like, oh man, there's more like young people here. These guys are deadheads. And there was like a little (laughs) bit of like, you guys had like a little group and I just had, uh, I, I, I chickened out to like talk to you guys. And I remember we went in and watched the show and, um, and then there was a jam and all of you guys went on stage after. Hmm. And in my mind, I thought you guys were all still students. Maybe you weren't, like I said, this is 2018 and, um, yeah, that was first year. Yeah. So, um, but I remember thinking, cause there was a lot of like, there was a lot of different age differences in my level one. And I do remember being very jealous that I was like, if this is your class, I was like, I'm so jealous that you guys are all like kind of in the same age group. And uh, For sure. we got really lucky. We got so lucky being together, basically. Uh, not, not for age group reasons, but just like, you know, total well, like-minded people is, is a huge yeah. thing. And it's like, and a lot of improv is like, reference base too so it's like Mm -hmm. if you have different uh like even if it's you know uh, these could be weaknesses or strengths but like different cultural backgrounds different um different age groups and stuff like that they could work to strengths or weaknesses and like i was just always jealous that i was like oh man like so out of curiosity everyone in dti was that all your your class it wasn't from level one uh justin and i did not meet until level three which must have been in 2019 oh shit okay that was when that was yeah that was when miranda and i sort of like yeah linked up with the rest of dti minus becca who was in the classes preceding mine gotcha yeah pretty much but i i i did level one through four with uh, Matt, Pina, and Josh Dixon. And then we ended up meeting Justin in level three. Um, and then we also met just like Josiah came into that group for level three. Miranda continued with Justin. Oh, I'm trying to think of, I mean, there was a few other people, Ben Gamble. There was some, there was a bunch of people that kind of yeah, like just like, went through Kelly. Yeah. So it was, it was cool. It was definitely, we definitely lucked out. Um, but, and then I remember meeting Becca uh, because I started after my first level one class, I immediately went into um, sketch or no, I did level one and then level two. And then between level two, after level two, I took a break from improv levels and just started doing sketch and then met Becca through sketch. And then Justin and Becca met at a workshop. Oh, I see. So you you know what? That I was also in that Peter Kunis taught, I believe. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I'm, uh, so maybe you guys were a few levels ahead of me then, because I remember 
um, seeing mm. Josiah and Emma do uh, better than Jesus. Bigger. Bigger bigger than than Jesus Jesus. or whatever it was. Um, I think (laughs) like the second time I went to that old Providence Improv Guild while I was still in my level one and was so, uh, yeah. So you guys might've been a little bit further ahead of me than, than I thought, but yeah. Um, Josiah and Emma were doing that show. Like, uh, I, Josiah must've just gotten finished with level two or maybe it was three, but yeah, he, he, he'd been performing, uh, before he even finished all the levels. He was just like, yeah. Got oh, well, really quickly. That guy's got charisma yeah. <laughs> for days. I love Josiah. Yeah. I was I was so lucky to have him uh, come on for my first Birch Air Balloon show, and I was like, you know, you know, you if you're uh, if you're a sketch person like myself, and you're trying to put together a show, and you're you're kind of scouting talent. Uh, I mean, you guys both know i try to get both of you guys in my shows for every know. every time just, you know i was in montreal last time and this time justin and i are going to be in different uh moving to different cities altogether yeah it was a show that i definitely wanted to yeah definitely a show i wanted to participate in for sure I mean, we're, I'm no, of very, you know, very sad about that however of I, I did i do want to talk about i want to talk about your yeah. show and birch air balloon and uh, what inspired bir- what what inspired this show? Well, well, first of all, I mean it's the Birch Air Balloon presents a consolation prize, and that is going to be on August nineteenth at the Providence Improv Guild. Yeah, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, um, so you know, so our first show was just a regular sketch review. We wanted to call it a sketch review, almost in um, in the same vein as like uh, kids in the hall always called it like a review. We wanted to call it just not like a sketch show. We wanted it to kind of be like an event. And, um, and our first one was like a very straightforward sketch show. Um, this particular show where we, Zach Lordich is like my writing partner. He wrote all of the other sketches with me on the the last show this one is me zach and our buddy andy brennan um brought on this this third writer that we've also been writing with for a long time but what we want to do with this one we we didn't want it to just be a normal sketch show we wanted it to be a a through line almost almost like a written herald in a way and I feel like that doesn't even, it, it's not, but it is just because each sketch has cause and effect in this one. And we mm. wanted it to, we wanted to use the, um, the through line to kind of springboard into, give us some, um, some authority to even get into like really more absurd uh sketches we wanted to have reoccurring characters we wanted to um i don't know so so when you're saying that you see this as like kind of like a sketch herald in a way do you mean that like you're going to be having sketches starting the show and then later in the show there will be callbacks to those sketches yes uh throughout the entirety of the show okay cool so do you see it like 
So how many sketches right now are you seeing? Is it like six sketches or, or is it like... Uh, we have... <laughs> we have, for, those, we have, for those of you who cannot have... <laughs> see, <laughs> Travis has a, a cork board with what looks to be probably like, what, 21, 30 uh, <laughs> index cards posted to uh, Well, Well, yeah. Th so, yeah. So this over here with the blue one on top, we call that the bench. And that's all the sketches that aren't in the show. Uh, cool, that gotcha. Zach and I have written and have uh, that they don't fit into the show. This show is going to be probably 10 sketches. That's about what we did last time. The color coding on the, these ones over here, the pink ones, those are reoccurring characters and reoccurring plot. The green ones that are also, those fit together as well. The yellow ones are all, uh, they're just absurdists uh non sequitur kind of stuff okay so cool. so like kind of like palette cleansers for the show in a way <laughs> they're slightly out of order on this but um but yeah so what we wanted to do is have kind of a through line of a story that we start in the first couple sketches but it's reoccurring characters um and, you know, each sketch kind of influences the next. And we just wanted to do that in a way that, like, I've always been really influenced by, like, like Portlandia is, like, one that comes to my mind where it's, like, these, uh, you know, these, these sketches go into the next one. And, um... Yeah, I don't know. We just didn't want to do like a normal sketch show again. We wanted to push the format in a way that made us more interested. And we wanted to do that for our audience too. That, um, And even our, our actors and our improvisers to be like, hey, like this is – you're not just getting your run-of-the-mill sketch show. Like you're getting a character. You're getting it for three sketches. Yeah, I mean so, so is this something that stemmed from the first – uh show back in november we were talking about this yeah around that time like e maybe even before like we always had the idea that the next show was going to be completely different and we want to do that again with our next show we don't we have mm -hmm. um a through line idea for our next show but we're we're not sure if we want to try to find a different way to do that too like we just want to continue to push ourselves to kind of not be your run-of-the-mill sketch show. How has it been performing these shows at Pig, and I guess just like working with Pig to get uh, Birch Air Balloon on the stage? I mean, I've been very lucky. I feel like I've always been pretty transparent with <laughs> going into improv, just being like, I like improv. I like it a lot, but sketch really has my heart. That's really what I want to do. And, um, I told that to Mikey and, mm -hmm. um, was it Jared who was the, uh, the teacher for level yeah. two? Yeah. Jared was the teacher. Yeah. Yep. And so yeah. Mikey was, uh, kind enough to set me up with hogwash for that holiday show. And I was just in a level two and I remember feeling very, like a lot of reverence for everyone in that room. <laughs> like, unfortunately that show didn't go down because of covid yeah i know that's but right there was but there were so many great sketches in that show i got to 
kind of peek behind the curtain and be like, okay, like this is, you know, how sketch rehearsals go. This is how directing works. I do think it's really cool because I haven't seen what you're doing right now with Birch Air Balloon because there's not a lot of people, um, you know, not dismissing hogwash by any means, but also like, you know, wanting to participate with hogwash, but also like want to do their entirely own sketch show as well. And I kind of like how I've I've really liked your approach uh, with the people you're working with, where it's like you kind of, you know, get it scheduled a few months ahead of time just so you can get on the books and you can kind of also, you know, just in general, like a great side note with pig is just like the the open stage policy. Um, And just like how, you know, not not anybody and everybody can just like go up and do a show. But if you're involved with the community already and you show that you want to put together something, uh, they'll they'll give you the opportunity. So it's it's really cool um, in general with what you're doing. Oh, thanks, man. I, I appreciate that. And also, so the first sketch class I took was actually with Iannucci over Zoom. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. So he taught so many things I thought were um, just different ideas of sketch that I've never seen taught before. And that really opened my mind up. Zach took that class with me as well. Um, and, um, and second of all, that, uh, I really owe a lot to Katie about just like, because I was able to come on to the next hogwash show as like a writer performer. I wrote two sketches and, and, um, and was able to act in a few as well. But like, she really mentored me without even knowing just to just being like, this is how you put on a sketch show. This is how you get your props together. This is how you get your people together. You, you get all these things together. She has a good finger on the pulse of how to make a sketch show. And honestly, I don't, I would not be able to do it unless I, participated in those hogwash shows she's great yeah Yeah. she's really good at like delegating tasks and just you know making sure that everyone everyone is part of every step of putting on a sketch show all the way through yeah Yeah. Uh, which is great which is like you know great for the community and everybody involved yeah have have you found that um you know through improv have you found have you found that it's helped you with sketch writing like i don't know if you were doing a lot of sketch before you started doing improv or did you start doing improv and you're like, I should, I don't know why I'm not doing sketch. Cause for me, I, I had done more sketch related stuff before ever doing improv. Oh, that's, that's interesting. I, so I, I've always been like a big fan of like Saturday night live. I know it's the, the cliche of like the, the entry no, me too, point. Me too. Um, yeah. and I felt like even just like seeing, hilarious movies and just being like i don't i don't know how to break into that like i guess you have to be an actor and i just didn't even know about improv for the the longest time um and it wasn't until i read like the saturday night live book that i was like oh like all these people come from improv backgrounds let me see if there's an improv place around so when did you know that you wanted to get into comedy I mean, I feel like I just wanted to do it forever. I I played in a band for 10 years that I really enjoyed. Um, but I've my my dad did stand up for a while. My mom's a really funny oh, person. Cool. She's a she's a writer. She, she's written a couple couple 
uh, mm. kids books and, and uh, chapter books and things like that. So, you know, and they're both very funny people. Cool. Um, but I mean, I remember even just as a kid listening to stand up records and, and weirdly I would, I'd listen to them over and over again just to listen to like the laughs on them. Cause they're like, just like you just hear a roar of laughter and it's just like, even if it's not me getting the laugh, just to hear someone land a joke because comedy is involuntary. Laughter is involuntary. Yeah. Like that's something that I love that it's like, you're provoking, you're provoking something that people can't even control. I, I agree. I, th I think even too, like, cause before I ever did comedy, I I performed music and performing music is much 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 different than performing comedy because the reactions are like so vastly different um <laughs> with music you could have dead silence but then you get some like like yeah. aw awkward claps afterwards <laughs> yeah. but with co and even and even after that after you perform a song like it's about getting through the song so like you're not really worried about what people are thinking about necessarily while performing the song or just performing whether it's imp improvisational or anything like that you're w going for the clap but with comedy it's throughout like if you're not getting any laughs throughout the entire bit yeah. you're most likely not going to get a clap either so you could just get absolutely nothing there's some stuff about sketch and even some improv, like the guys from uh, Bengay Fever, I feel like, I feel like they play some tension kind of stuff with their improv. And it's like, it's the same thing with like certain sketches. It's like, well, this is not just comedy. This is theater. And like, you kind of, you can respect the craft in a different way. And, and I do like that. It's like, sometimes it might not be the funniest sketch, but it's like, man, I, I got to tip my hat to the writing on that. Like that, the way that you pulled that off, it kept me engaged. You know, I like that stuff too. You know, it's even the same way with like, with like a comedian that's like a, a long winded comedian that tells a long story and it might not be a laugh a minute, but I'm like, Hey, I'm invested in this story, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think sometimes with sketch, um, that's where they can go wrong sometimes if they're just looking for it to be funny the whole time. Sometimes it's uh, not necessarily a good thing for the sketch if you're trying to make it funny throughout the whole time. Sometimes you need to make it, you have to focus on it being compelling too. Right. Or just like compelling compelling to lead to the punchline ideally, um, the button. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's It's so scary and it's like one of the hardest things to do is like a slow burn or something like build tension mm -hmm. in that way because you know as a comedian you you are I don't know for me at least I am so attached to getting the laugh that the second I'm not hearing it, whether it's intentional or not, uh, I'm already in my head. Yeah. I'm like I can't there's no way I can measure whether these folks are invested in this. I mean, the only I know that they're not getting up and leaving. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but I can't see what they're thinking about. You know, I don't know if they're on board or not. And it's tough. So there is there was a sketch that we like from this show that Zach and I were writing a while ago. We dropped it because we felt like the premise was too niche. And um, mm. I'll just tell you because we're not doing it. We're we're going to do. Um, Funky Kong from 
from uh, Donkey Kong. And so okay. he, in, in the mm. Donkey Kong games, he would be like a save point, but he would be like a uh, – you would use Funky Kong to fly to the next level. And so we're like, what if we made Funky Kong as like a really shitty travel agent? And we thought it was okay. very funny. <laughs> and much like you guys, you guys don't know who Funky Kong is. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and right. I'm looking it up okay. right now. I don't, I don't know Funky Kong. It's okay to have a niche joke, but a niche premise but, is dangerous because it's like we're going to have four yeah. minutes of people not knowing what this is at all. And we yeah. think it's hilarious because yeah. – Zach and I have been, uh, you know, we run risk of being in our own bubble because we write together all the time. We, we very much get each other's comedic sense. So I was like, we got to drop this sketch. We got to write something else. And what we started writing, Zach was like, well, what's this show missing? And he was like, how about a love interest? How about let's get some heart into this show? And so we started writing this thing and we started writing uh, and without trying to give too much of it away, but it was like, we're like, okay, let's try to flex our writing muscles a little bit with this. This might not be the funniest sketch, but I feel like it's captivating and it's going to have like this, you know, some, some dialogue that ping pongs back and forth across the stage and, we we just finished writing it the other day. We just table read it last night, and we're like, "Yeah, this was the right choice. This is this is feeling really good." And like I said, it just feels like it's funny, but it it feels like theater at the same time. That it's like, "Hey, this is like beneath everything, we're writers. You know, mm-hmm. we want to be funny, but also we can write." compelling stuff it might not be the most laugh out loud hilarious thing for this thing but it also because of what our sketch show is it 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 drives the um it drives the narrative of the whole show too in a way that's like it's gonna land in this other way and we're willing to take that risk too because that's i i feel like that's what we want to continue to do with these sketch shows is take risks and be not just your not just a regular sketch show we want to be mm-hmm. we want to we we take pride in our absurdity and our weirdness and that's what we're about <laughs> you know <laughs> here too yeah. here yeah. too um and, and that's so great to hear because you know i feel like there is a lot of trepidation and anxiety when it comes to putting something up on the big stage. And for a while, uh, it felt like Mikey and I were the only ones generating uh, new yeah. content. You know, once, you know, there was, there was, a, there was, you know, a good like five months coming back from the pandemic where mm. I think there was a, just trepidation in general yeah. about getting back on stage. Rightfully, but rightfully, it is, it is rightfully so, so, but yeah. Yeah, right, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But it is just so great to see uh, the young bloods out here. <laughs> Um, putting it in, put it in, giving it their all and, you know, literally, uh, securing an entire, uh, nine yeah, o'clock man. spot. Yeah. Right. Uh, I o'clock. want, I, I want more of that. I want more people trying to like, just do more niche stuff at pig, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, like what you guys are doing with air balloon, uh, 
I mean, Justin and I, what we do with uh, Sitting Ducks Live and stuff like that, too. Just, like, stuff that isn't necessarily, you know, what people are always going to be expecting. Like, sometimes we joke when we do kind of one-off shows when there's, like, going to be new people in the crowd. And, like, people's expectations for what improv is or what they're expecting. And then they see something that isn't necessarily traditional, whether... And and that could go so many different ways. Because sometimes people think of improv as short form. And they don't even think about long form improv. Uh, which is primarily what Pig does. Yeah. Uh, but then to throw something else completely in there too, it's just like, it's always really fun. I mean, if I was an audience member, I would appreciate it. So I hope other people do when they come, but I think it's good to have some outliers outside of like the regular realm of what people are expecting when they come to an improv show. Well, I was going to say that. Or even, or even a sketch or even a sketch show, like with what you guys are doing when they start seeing the callbacks of your guys show. Yeah. I'm really excited. I, I'm, I'll watch it online cause I'll be out of state obviously, but like, I'll be really excited to kind of see like how the audience reacts when they see a callback from an earlier sketch. Cause I don't think they're going to be expecting it. Right. Um, and like, they're going to feel like you said, like they kind of get the inside joke and stuff like that. And that's so important for comedy in a small, small scale or large scale, like what you guys are doing with an hour long show. So well, that's to, super exciting to me also. Well, first of all, I wanted to also remark on, what you guys do with the sitting ducks show, you guys push the format in that way too, where it's like, that's inspiring too. That inspires us to like do what we're doing too, because it's like, Hey, there's a home for this. Like these, like these are people who like you, you're my people when I see that. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. hell yeah, this like, let's not just do what everyone else is doing. And I know that's comfy, but like to, take the risk and taking a risk means you might fall on your face, you know? And it's like, I'm sure you guys know as well as I do bombing sucks, but bombing is informative. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's absolutely. Yeah. Um, I also, as long as you're having fun, bombing can be, you know, I mean, that sounds, that sounds too easy. Sometimes bombing isn't that fun. No, it's never uh, but, fun. I've never had well, a good time bombing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mikey, what the fuck? That, that <laughs> stink, <laughs> it stays on you until you can yeah. hopefully redeem yeah. yourself. Um, I don't know how, how much you guys yeah. have done of like stand up or something like that, but it's like, a, like bombing, doing improv is a different animal. I, I always think of this time. Actually, Jaybird, you were on stage for this. It was a matchmaker set that we did. And it was me, you, Miles, oh. uh, Alyssa, Ian, uh, Nicole from uh, Shrek 2. We did a matchmaker set. It was real tough. And I remember watching oh people walk out during our set. <laughs> And after the sh- <laughs> after the set finished, I remember Miles like grabs me on the arm. He's like, "Let's go grab a drink." And we go downstairs. Yeah. And luckily, if you bomb on stage with people, you can at least like commiserate with a friend and oh, like laugh so about true. it. Yeah. Where it's like, if you yeah. bomb on stand up, it's like you. Yep. It's like you feel like you can't get that stink off of you. It's like yeah, oh, it's it's, yeah. it's all on you. It's yeah, you got no one else to blame, and it's yeah, tough. Man. But what's funny is like, dude, I bring up that story 
all the time. And you know what? I feel like, and I came up with Miles through level two and level three. And I mean, Miles mm. is a killer and he's been doing improv yeah. longer, longer yeah. before that. But he, he was a, uh, a lighthouse for me in in like my group to like do improv with. And we, we buddied up and he's, he's the best. He's, he's so hilarious and he's such a great guy, but he's, it's yeah. like, I shout, shout out to miles. He's very shout talented. out to miles. Yeah. Shout I, it out. I bring up that story all the time because I feel like in a way it was a bonding experience to bomb with your friends on stage because yeah. you just fucking turn back and laugh about it and be like, dude, that was terrible. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. Travis, what else what else can we expect from you uh down down the road here? Um probably just I mean, we're you know, we're very excited to put on this next show and um you know, it it, it is tough uh because Zach and I and now now Andy our 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 third uh pilot of the the Birch Air Balloon um is uh, you know it is tough to like we are like very uh precious about our material we we do uh for better or worse like we want to write all of our own stuff so it does take us a little bit of time you know like our, our last show was in november this next one's in august um you know, we'll probably do, you know, we're, we're planning on doing another one. We already have an idea for our next show. Um, Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we just want to continue to do just, um, out of bounds sketch. We, uh, we just want to continue to do that. We're, we're grateful for the, the Providence Improv Guild to have that space and also the players to, uh, to use for that it's it's uh it's a very symbiotic relationship um we're we're so stoked about it and uh yeah man i i gotta tell you guys i'm uh i'm very sad that you guys are leaving uh i i I consider both of you guys uh Mm. uh comedy uh older brothers (laughs) you know and uh yeah uh you guys have (laughs) uh you. you know been uh so kind and welcoming and uh you know i you know uh, i'm grateful for uh, for uh everything that you guys have paved the way for especially with the the uh the pushing of different styles like you do with the sitting ducks man and uh and i've always loved dti and and boys on the side you know well thanks for thanks for taking the time to come on uh, and chat with us um i one last question before we go uh what where the hell did y'all get the name birch air balloon so the birch air balloon is from uh zach has a buddy named bob birch and uh we uh (laughs) i don't know how it came up but he started uh you know just saying we should call it the birch air balloon we even told Bob Birch, even before the first show, we're like, we're calling it the Birch Air Balloon after you. And he was like, I fucking hate it. I don't, he's like, I, I don't want anything. He's like, he's like, I love your comedy, but like, we're like, we're going to bring you up on stage to introduce. He's like, do not do that. 
Like we, he's like, I do not want, uh. you know, he, he did not want the, the spotlight at all. Travis, thank you so much Guys. for coming on. Yeah. The Birch Air Balloon presents a consolation prize on August 19th, Saturday, August 19th at Providence Improv Guild. Oh yeah, love the post poster by the way. Nine PM should be nine PM, right? Is it nine PM? It is nine PM, and yeah, we have cool. we have two different posters. We oh, got yeah. the one that Zach and I painted on mushrooms, and then we have yeah, and then yeah. we have and then we have like a really <laughs> snappy looking one that some we hired someone to do. <laughs> Fuck yeah, no, fantastic man. That's awesome. Love, That's love the beautiful. attention to detail on it. It's all good and gets a lot of good excitement going for the show. So all about it, guys. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much. I I appreciate it so much. And, you know, uh, I, uh, I, like I said, I always wanted to be on this podcast because you guys are, (laughs) believe it or not, are are somewhat mentors (laughs) to me. And, uh, and, uh, thanks for paving the way for such absurdity. Oh, yeah. Anytime. We got a couple more weeks of it. Thanks, man. Yes, a couple more weeks. But, yeah. Thanks, Travis. Thanks, Travis. Yeah. Really appreciate those words. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys.